Today's readings focus on prayer. Last Sunday's gospel told the story about Mary choosing to spend time with Jesus instead of helping Martha with the serving. What do you expect of prayer? I'm afraid too many people approach prayer with the theological sophistication of Huckleberry Finn. Huck said, well, then Miss Watson, she took me in the closet and prayed, but nothing came of it. She told me to pray every day, and whatever I asked for, I would get it, but it weren't so. I tried it. Once I got a fish line, but no hooks. I tried for the hooks three or four times, but somehow I couldn't make it work. I asked Miss Watson to try for me, but she said I was a fool. She never told me why, and I couldn't make it out no way. And I think there have probably been times when all of us have felt that way. We asked God for something, praying very sincerely, and it did not happen the way that we thought it should. And so for many people, prayer becomes this big mystery, and like Huck Finn, we can't make it out no way. Well, the disciples recognized that Jesus was a man of prayer. Jesus once said, when fully trained, the disciple will be like his teacher. The disciples must have recognized that if they could follow Jesus in prayer, then they would grow to be like him. And Jesus wants his disciples to follow him in prayer. And so Jesus gives a story that at the end shows a contrast to the way we can easily think about prayer. There are three common misconceptions in this story that Jesus gives. The first is that prayer mainly rises out of desperation. The arrival of that late traveler caused the householder an embarrassing situation, and because his cupboard was bare, he could not fulfill the sacred obligation of hospitality. He was desperate, so he went to a friend way past hours, and Jesus is warning that it's easy to view prayer as begging and the last resort in a desperate situation. That sets the stage for a second misconception about prayer, that prayer is an imposition on God. Now, certainly the request in Jesus' story was an imposition on that friend. Because in the East at that time, no one would knock on a door that was shut unless the need was imperative. In the morning, the door was opened. It remained opened all day. There was little privacy. But if the door was shut, that was a definite sign that the householder was not to be disturbed. But this man went to his friend he was not deterred he just knocked and kept on knocking it was an imposition to go to a friend after bedtime and sometimes we can feel that it's an imposition to go to God with our needs we can feel guilty asking him for something especially if we have allowed God to become distant and only go to him when it is last resort desperation. Well, the man finally received what he wanted, but he did so on the basis of a third misconception about prayer, that earnest prayer is mostly persistent begging. 
Now, we need to be careful here because there is a legitimate persistency in prayer. Jesus does say to ask, to seek, to knock. But prayer is not just begging for something long enough to finally get it. So what is prayer? Rather than a desperate last resort, prayer is the natural breath of a human spirit that was created to know God. Try to remember that one. Prayer is the natural breath of a human spirit that was created to know God. Prayer is a way of always being in touch with our Father in heaven. That's where the persistency comes in. You're always breathing. We're invited to always be praying. And we're invited to confidently approach the throne of grace, the writer to the Hebrews tells us. We are given repeated assurances for coming to God in Scripture. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Come near to God and He will draw near to you. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and His ears are attentive to their prayer. And so Jesus wants His disciples, that includes us today, to know that if an unwilling householder can finally be coerced by a friend's shameless persistence into giving him what he needs, how much more will God, who is our loving Heavenly Father, supply all of His children's needs? If human fathers know how to give their children good things, then how much more does our Father in Heaven know how to give us good things? Just remember that God is the one who defines what is good and not us. But that brings up one other question about prayer. Why ask God for something when He is our perfect Father, knows what we need, and has promised to give it to us? Well, we do not pray because God needs to know. We pray because we need to have that kind of contact with our Heavenly Father. He loves for His children to come to Him, but God has left the initiative to us. And yet, our loving Lord has even provided for that initiative. Jesus says that there's this incredible gift that God gives. He wants to give it, and it is His Holy Spirit. And in the name of Jesus, we are invited to believe that the Father gives us His Spirit so that we can freely talk to Him and be guided in what to say. And when that happens, we are on our way to becoming like Jesus. Being able to pray like Jesus prayed because we know the Father through the Spirit that He has given us. So if you will commit yourself to have quiet time with God, to be like Mary with Jesus, to be like Jesus with the Father, then you will be coming just as those first disciples did when they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And if we ask our Lord to do that, and if we mean it, we will become praying people 
we will become more and more like our Lord and we'll make a difference in our world.